making sure that you have all your documentation for actually getting married overseas because it's quite a process well in Greece it is anyway like I had to get all these documents translated and then even when we got there they almost didn't give us our marriage license which is like you have to sort of get to get married there so you kind of have to be very organized with that This morning on the You and Me podcast, we are talking to Georgia Zulu, who got married a year ago in Greece. So Georgia, welcome to the You and Me podcast. Hi, nice to be here. How are you? Well, at the moment I am mid twin newborn phase. Um, So I have identical twin uh, boys who are 14 weeks old. Um, Their names are Sam and Anthony and they are absolutely keeping me on my toes. but yeah, it's twin mum life at the moment, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And they're so cute. Like they've just started smiling. So I'm getting the rewards back for the lack of sleep now. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is when they smile that you're suddenly like, okay, this, it's all worth it. <laughs> I yeah. get it now. Now I get it. Now they can give me something. Yeah, oh, totally. wow. Four, 14 weeks. Have you got the hang of it yet with twins or are you still um, finding your feet? Slowly. A little bit? I, like... <laughs> I look back at myself like a few weeks ago and I feel like I definitely didn't know what I was doing back then. And so I think like progressively you get better at doing things and like I'm breastfeeding them. So, um, you know, like six weeks ago, breastfeeding them at the same time was like a disaster. And now I just like whack yep. one on, whack the other one on. And it's like, good on you. you know, yeah. It becomes a bit second nature. Um, so I'm learning, but then they change and then they just th- like throw you a curveball, and you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing again. Yeah, I feel like that's parenthood though, isn't it? It's yep. just yeah. constant anxiety. Constant, constant change. You're never going to get out of it, unfortunately. <laughs> no, not there's until they're 18 be and out of home. <laughs> yeah, and then they hit primary school and there's friendship issues and it just it's yep. never ending really. And then puberty. Oh, you deserve a medal for having twins. Yeah, sometimes. I, yeah. I, I, I'm due Christmas Day, so I think that's three oh, weeks wow. or four weeks from now. Um, but I couldn't imagine having twins, but I feel, do you find that, um, you know, they sleep at the same time or is it really juggling act? (laughs) (laughs) No, look, sometimes they're really good and they'll like be in sync, but at the end of the day, they're different babies, even though they're identical twins and, Mm. you know, one is very different to the other. They have such different personalities and, you know, they sleep differently and they, you know, one likes the dummy, one doesn't, you know, there's all these different things that oh. sort of come into play. So like yeah. sometimes it's, you know, you have like a unicorn day and they like both sleep and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is awesome. And then the next day, you know, they sort of tag team. Um, so I'm just learned to sort of let it go. Whatever happens, happens, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, if they're not sleeping, eventually they're going to sleep. So Um, Well, that's it. And do you know what? You can only do as much as you can and they only know what they are going through on the very day that they're going through it. We know so much more because we read and we're told things and, you know, our minds click over heaps. So you just keep doing what you're doing. Happy (laughs) mum, happy babe. If you can get through it, they will be so fine but yes you definitely you earn a wine at the end of every day my friend (laughs) (laughs) all right let's kick things off too so um if you'd like to tell us uh you know about a little bit about yourself before obviously you're a mum but um just a little bit of background so we can get to know you yep um so I grew up in Brisbane um 
and I'm a part of a big fat Greek family. Um, <laughs> so yeah, lots of relatives and my childhood was, um, full of food and I lived across the road from my grandparents. So like everybody was basically like in each, in each other's lives. It was like my big fat Greek yeah. wedding, but just that. a bit more Aussie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, now I currently live in Sydney, um, cause my husband plays football for Sydney FC. So, um, we've been here for four years. Um, okay. and we've actually lived away from Brisbane for almost 10 years. So we were in Holland for a bit. He played there. Uh, we lived in Adelaide. Um, and then we actually, you know, curveball broke up and sort of lived, um, away. Like I lived in London, he lived in Melbourne. So we yeah. sort of like traveled around quite a bit and lived everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, and then I became a mum. So now I've got the boys um, and they're sort of my full-time job now. But before them, I was a nutritionist. So um, I worked for um, I Quit Sugar and then I worked for F45. Um, yeah, so I've done a few different things. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. And now you've got two two little little babes. Yeah, I still can't believe it. I still look at them. What an experience to be able to travel around the world, though. Yeah, it was a beautiful experience. Like, we were quite young when um, Michael got signed for the team in Holland. Um, mm-hmm. So we actually did long distance for a couple of years while I finished uni. And then yeah. I went over. And at the time, you know, we were so young. And, and I think, you know, you miss home, you miss your friends and all that sort of stuff. But it sort of yeah. clicks over one day and you're like, hold on, I'm living in Europe. Like, I need to enjoy this. Um and yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was such a good experience. Living Incredible. the dream. Yeah. Um, so how did your partner propose? Um, so we actually went overseas. This was a couple of years ago, um, in 2018, and we went overseas um to Europe. And so we went to London first and visited my sister. And he actually wanted to propose in London because he knew it was really special to me and I live there. But all of his plans were kind of getting foiled a little, like it rained the day he wanted to propose and then I got sick and all this stuff. And so our next stop was um, Sardinia in Italy. And he thought, okay, you know, I'll do it in Sardinia. And so we were just like getting ready to go out to dinner. And, um, oh, side note, it was my 30th birthday a couple of weeks later. And so he... I knew that he was going to buy me um, the Cartier love ring. That's what he said he was going to get me. So we were out on our balcony. Yeah, beautiful ring. Anyway, I was getting ready and he said, oh, come out into the balcony. There's a wedding happening at the hotel. And I was like, Michael, I'm so hungry. Can we just leave? And he's like, no, 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 come out, come out, just be in the moment. And so I went out and I'm sitting on his lap and all I could think was I'm so hungry. Like I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this random wedding. And then he goes to me, um oh, you know, I want to give you your 30th present early. And so he handed me this Cartier box and I just thought, oh, okay, it's the love ring. And I opened it and it was an engagement ring and I just like burst out crying and, you know, and he's like, will you marry me, blah, blah, blah. And I just, yeah, it was so beautiful. And I really liked that it was just us two. Um, yeah. Like he sort of knows me, like I'm quite a shy person and would hate if he did it in public or, you know, in front of other people. So it was just a really nice moment, just us two. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. And I think, you know, it's, it's when you know people really well, it's really hard to keep secrets. And sometimes you, even guys yeah. can get caught up in the fanfare of doing these big proposals because that's what they hear of or yeah. that's what they're told or that's what they see. But there's nothing more special yeah. than your partner knowing, you know, exactly what you're like and, and doing it the way that he or she would know that you would appreciate it. 
I totally agree. And we actually, so like we called our parents and our siblings and stuff and told them, but we actually kept it to ourselves for a couple of days and didn't do any sort of announcements on social media just so we could enjoy the little bubble. Um, The best. Yeah. And it was really, really nice. We did that too. And it was the best three days ever. Yeah. You just sort of, uh, it's just you two when, I mean, we were away as well. So, you know, that helped. Um, but we really just enjoyed the fact that we'd gotten engaged and then, you know, we, uh, you know, we told everybody else and that was great, but then, you know, you kind of get inundated. So it was nice that we had like those two days, just us. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. And so you got married, you were over in Italy for your engagement and you got married in Greece. Now, what did you, was that a non-negotiable to go to Greece for (laughs) your wedding day? Did you, did you always know you wanted to, you know, have a destination wedding? Mm. Yeah, I actually did. Um, I don't know why, but I just always imagined I'd get married away and that it would be in Greece. I mean, obviously my family are Greek, so Greece has significance to us. And my husband is also half um, Greek Cypriot, half Italian. So we were actually, we were still traveling after he engaged and we were in Mykonos. And I said to him, oh, you know, we should just get married in Greece. And he was a little bit, so he wasn't on board at the beginning because he was like, you know, our families won't all be able to come, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Um, I bet they will. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so if we got married in Australia, our wedding would have been like 450 people, which is insane. Um, And having it overseas meant that it was just over 200, which is like obviously still huge for a destination wedding. But it's still pretty big for a destination wedding, yeah. Yeah, but for a Greek wedding, that's actually quite conservative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I did always think, yeah, I wanted to get married away. And my sister actually got married in Greece as well. a few years before so I'd had a taste of that and just saw how incredible it was and thought yeah that's definitely what I want to do. Yeah and um, what kind of traditions did you kind of have to carry across in your wedding like those Greek traditions because I did see you got married at a, an amazing beautiful church Yeah, and you had this priest that like I just time and time again I've posted that um, I don't know if that's the correct term if you call him a priest I'm not yeah he's a priest yeah Yeah, great priest oh amazing Um, like the photos are absolutely beautiful yeah the location um is also kind of significant to us because my sister got married at that same church um in in St Paul's Bay yeah um we actually we got married at the same church had it at the same venue and we got um ready at the same house um in the village so it was really special for us Yeah. yeah um And I mean, I'm Greek Orthodox. My husband is Catholic. We decided, you know, to get married Orthodox because we were getting married in Greece. Um, Mm -hmm. But the ceremony itself carries its own traditions, which are really beautiful. So um, we wear the, what they call the Stefana, which are the crowns. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll see there's the crossing over the crowns during the ceremony. And that sort of like has a significance. And yeah, there's just little things during the ceremony that are really nice um, and that carry on that sort of tradition. Um, and then at the reception, so there's a, a tradition in Rhodes, which is the island that we got married on, um, where they sort of uh, crack open a bottle with uh, like this huge sword. <laughs> um, oh, and cool. that's kind of like a, a, yeah, a tradition from that island. And so we sort of did that. And um, yeah, there were sort of little things here and there that we sort of made sure that we kept in to keep the culture. Yep. Yeah, which I think is really important. I mean, you, you choose a, a place to get married for a reason. 
um, and then to, you know, potentially not include any of the the local or your heritage traditions would just kind of yeah. not really make sense. How did you go? Did your sister get married before you or after you? Um, before. So she got married before. five years before okay. me. Yeah. Okay. So did you, how did you go with the planning process being, were you in Sydney at that time? Yeah, so um, yeah. I actually hired wedding planners based in Greece, in Athens. Yes. And yep. we planned everything over Skype and emails. Um, yep, and beautiful. I'm a very organized person, so I knew exactly what I wanted. And I just constantly mm-hmm. sent them like mood boards and ideas. Yep. Um, and I'd already researched so much myself. And like I knew what photographers I wanted and the videographers and even what chairs I wanted. Yeah, um, amazing. So, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it being organized definitely helped the process, especially because it was from afar. Um, But I couldn't have done it without having planners there to sort of source things and do stuff for me. Do you speak the native tongue? Was it easy to communicate? Okay, so it was a little bit easier for you to communicate with them if you needed to on the ground and yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, that would be a huge help. I mean, we had um, we had a girl on um, not too long ago who got married in Mexico and she said that one of the hardest things was even though she did have somebody on the ground over there, that the language yeah. barrier was still pretty challenging. Yeah, that's that was yeah. a huge benefit for us. Um, speaking Greek, I mean, obviously helps because you can communicate, but they also just respond to you really differently. Um, yeah. You know, they're just the fact that you are Greek and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I know that that's probably a bit bad, but, um, no. you know, <laughs> no. Greeks tend to sort of like look after each other a little. Yeah, um, I think that's every country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So, and then from the time you got engaged to the time you got married, was it pretty, how, how long was that? Um, it was only a year, so because okay, of so Michael's, yeah, because of Michael's football, um, he only gets like a certain amount of time off in his off season. Um, so we sort of had to get married in that period. Um, otherwise, we'd have to wait like a whole other year. Um, and we, you know, we were already been together for so long, and you know, they're over thirty, and so we thought, nah, let's just do it. Um, and I'm like I said, very organized, so um, planning it in a year was actually quite okay. Um, yes, yeah. And yeah, so, so it was quite a short engagement period, but yeah, probably perfect for us. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, if, if you don't need to wait, um, if there's no reason to put it on hold for two or three years, y- you may as well. I mean, what are yeah. you waiting for, right? And we and wanted um, to start a family quite quickly. So yeah, yeah, that was also sort of a part of the decision making too. For sure, mm. for sure. So having somebody on the ground there, did you run into any issues within the planning process or was it all pretty because you were so organised and because you could speak the language and because you had somebody there, was it pretty smooth sailing? Um, yeah, it was pretty smooth sailing. The only thing that was a little bit hard was not being able to visit vendors or seeing like see things in person. So, yeah. you know, they'd be like holding up things over Skype for me to look at and like I didn't even see my flowers until the day like I'd sent through inspo images um but I really didn't know how it was going to turn out and lucky it was really good but um yeah (laughs) yeah planning (laughs) it from afar that was the only thing not being able to sort of go see things yourself um but other than that honestly nothing really went wrong I can't really complain (laughs) um there was nothing really that I came across that was like an issue did um anything surprise you about planning a destination wedding or something that you had you didn't think you know, because I know that a lot of people don't consider about how they're flying their dress over 
you know, with yeah. them or anything that came up that you're like, oh shit, like, you know, um, I didn't think yeah. that I needed to do this. Well, so my mum actually took my dress over with her and what we didn't realise is that she had to book a seat for the dress. Um, yeah, And that was that's... domestically within Europe, um, obviously not going over internationally, but the dress had to have its whole, like a whole seat. Um, Why I mean, is obviously that? Obviously it's a reduced fare. Um, I, maybe because there might the not weight? be hanging space. Yeah. Oh, or maybe the weight. Right. Um, so it was like a half fare or something like that. So we sort of found that out. Um, the other thing you have to be like, yeah, exactly. I know. Like it's own seat. Um, the other sort of thing, the most expensive thing you're taking over with you, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I would only trust my mum because she's like, my mum would like literally do anything to protect the dress. So I was like, okay, she's the only person that can take it. She would have literally yeah, like jumped in front of the dress. not drop coffee on the aeroplane yeah. or she would have been so exactly. stressed the um, And she has flight. no shame, like no shame at all. Telling so she would like off. literally, you know, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the only other Mom's thing the that best. was kind of um, with getting married overseas anyway that other brides should definitely think about is making sure that you have all your documentation for actually getting married overseas um because yeah because it's quite a process well in Greece it is anyway like I had to get all these documents translated and then even when we got there um they almost didn't give us our marriage license which is like you have to sort of get to get married there um because they changed some things yeah so you kind of have to be very really good um tip because that is something that I would have never like did anyone tell you that or did you just the planner or did you just find that out for yourself well, because my sister had already done it, I knew oh, that there yeah, were some things knew, I yeah. had to do. Yeah. Um, that sounds so stressful. And so, yeah, I just gave that job to my dad. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you yeah. can take that Get, one. Delegate, delegate these yeah, kind of jobs, that's isn't right. it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, how did you go about finding certain suppliers and did you have kind of a standout supplier that you would recommend in a heartbeat? And who were they? Yes. Okay. So, um, well, if you're looking to get married in Rhodes, like our wedding venue, which was called Thima Lindos, like K-T-I-M-A, was incredible. Um, Like, obviously, it's got a spectacular view, as you've seen in the photos, but like the food was amazing. And the owner, Manoli, was like a dream to work with. He like helped me organize fireworks on the beach. Um, He was just so, so good. Um, And then other vendors, so our photographers... um, we used Lindell and Daniel from Lost in Love yeah, mm. and they are just amazing. Like they, I'm a bit of an awkward turtle when it comes to photos. Like I, I just <laughs> yeah. am not very natural. Um, <laughs> my husband is like, my <sighs> husband literally looks good in every single photo and I'm always, I've like got a double chin or like just something. Um, well, not on your they... wedding day. Your photos are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Lindell and Daniel. They were just so like chilled and, you know, natural. you barely knew they were there. Relaxed, Yeah. yeah. We've just released, we interviewed them actually. So we've just released their episode on Monday, Monday. Um, We spoke to those guys. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how many um, brides we're actually interviewing that have had them. They've they seem to pop up a lot, lot, which obviously listening to you is a testament of how the good they are. Yeah. And they're just so down to earth and, um, because they work with the videographers that I chose as well, which is Moon, Moon and Back. back. Yeah. yeah, they, they were just so in sync. Mm. Yeah. They're always and, um, together at weddings, I find. And they just capture they just capture like every moment so naturally. It just nothing ever looks staged. What you want. Yeah, you, your photos, when you're looking at your photos, um, 
they do seem very, very natural and not staged. Like I, there's a lot of kind of like back shots where it looks like the two of you are talking. Yeah. Um, you know, walking along, like nothing too staged or forced. Well, that's kind of what they said. They're just like, oh, just go go for a walk, like just have a chat, you know, and that was good for me, like I said, because I'm so awkward. Yeah. So, you know, walked, had a chat, you know, caught up on what had just happened. Like it was really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, you don't want any of, you know, the, the groom kind of standing behind you with his arms like around your waist kind of. <laughs> that five fingers spread. Like, mm. yeah. 90s vibes. So, so that's a really good recommendation if you're looking for someone natural and you also want a videographer. It's good to know that the two of them um, tend to work together. Which yeah, is, um, and they travel, which is great. You know, yeah. they came overseas and, and they do, I think they do a few months overseas to do those kind of weddings. So, yeah, yeah that oh, was really so good. When, when booking... Um, you know your suppliers and they're coming from Australia or whatever do you how how does that payment kind of go did you pay for their flights and accommodation or because they were already heading over for a wedding like how how does that work um I think from memory I think it was kind of included in the price but I mean you don't pay for like a full fare or anything like that um I think it was sort of included a little bit and you just pay price package or something yeah like yeah you, you pay for like any sort of internal flights and accommodation um which I mean to be honest they were the videographers and photographers were by far the best money we spent on the wedding because they're Mm. the memories that you have for the rest of your life to show your kids you know to look back on so even spending that little more just you know for them to stay for a couple nights or whatever it is um it's so so worth it yeah great so important and your dress was absolutely incredible it was just thank you <laughs> yeah it was like it was painted on tell us a little bit about your dress and how how you found it and what your process was like so I was pretty set on like the style of the dress that I wanted and how I wanted to look as a bride so like I obviously you know you want to look you know done up and beautiful but you also I just wanted to look very natural in myself um yes. So I knew what style I wanted. The hardest part for me was actually picking the fabric. So I, um, yeah, my dress was made by George Elsisa and he was awesome as well, like such a dream. Um, but I, I actually never saw the fabric in white. I saw it in black mm. and he like put it against me and I had to like visualize it in white wow. and I really liked it in black. And I just kind of went with my gut and I was like, yeah, that's the one. And so the fabric arrived without me even seeing it. Um, and then was sort of put onto the dress and luckily it was beautiful. Incredible. Um, Not many people yeah. can do that. That is incredibly rare to be able to envisage something so different to what you're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. It, really, I mean, yeah, I incredible. definitely took a risk on probably like the most important dress I would ever wear in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but if you trust and, your suppliers and, yeah. you know, this is what you're getting but in white and they say it's going to be incredible and you've got, like you said, a gut feeling or a gut reaction, then, you know, most of the time that's that's it. Yeah, I agree. And, like, George, I mean, I knew George um, would never put me in something that he didn't, you know, obviously like as well. And so he was like, you know, I promise you this fabric's going to be so beautiful. And yeah. um, I think it was actually meant for another bride but it wasn't coming in time. Um, okay. and so he's like, you know, I haven't even used this fabric before, so it'll be you know, brand new. And, um, oh, yeah, anyway, it was a beautiful process. I loved going to my fittings. I wish I could actually wear my dress again. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? And so with your, um, you've, you found your dress, you had it made. Did you do anything 
in the lead up to your wedding, knowing that you were going um, to be overseas, was there anything that you changed or did differently in, in your health or your skincare routine leading up to your wedding? Or was that not one of your bigger focuses? Um, well, I just in general life, um, love sort of like fitness and health cause I'm a nutritionist. So I've always like trained and been into the gym and all that sort of stuff. So I just kind of continued my usual stuff. So I do like Pilates and interval training and that sort of stuff. Um, and I just kind of continued that cause that, you know, is what makes me feel good. Um, in terms of skincare, I probably like, I got regular facials, um, and I tried out skin needling for the first time actually. Yes. Um, did you like and it? That's meant to help like yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> um, it hurts a little bit, but I've heard you of, like... Yeah, I've heard mixed responses. You literally glow after and um, it promotes collagen production, which, I mean, like I need all the help I can get. I'm 32 with twins mm. now, so <laughs> I definitely need all the help I can get there. Um, so that was oh, sort of my skincare. Um, yeah, that was my skincare regime. But, I, you know, I didn't really change that much because, like I said, I'm already sort of into health and stuff. That was already your um, deal. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it was more... When I got overseas, so we sort of traveled for a few weeks before the wedding day and that was our like, I guess, pre-honeymoon. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be eating all this food in Italy and all this pasta. What if I don't fit my dress? <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily, I fit my dress even through all the pasta today. But um, yeah, no, that was sort of my routine leading up to the wedding. Lovely. Um, so moving on. So do you want to tell us about your wedding day? Um you know, kind of what was the vibe and can you recall a bit of the flow of the day and how it all kind of panned out? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was magical um, and exactly how I sort of imagined. Um, So we got married on the 7th of July, which was peak of European summer. And it was actually 39 degrees um, the day we got married. So you can't tell in the photos, but it was so, so hot. Um, Yeah. And um I don't know. I just remember kind of waking up and on the day I was so calm and I thought I would be really nervous. And I just like went for a walk through the village and like slowly got ready. And, um, you know, my bridesmaids got ready and it just was such a beautiful, calm morning. Um, and then our ceremony was at 5.30 PM, um, because the sun doesn't go down for ages, um, in Greece. And I feel like from the moment I was kind of like getting ready, then it was like I was walking down the pathway, like it was cobblestone. So the cobblestone pathway with my dad, you know, watching Michael at the other end. Um, and I just remember sort of standing at the top of the hill because it was quite a walk to go down to the church. And I could see all the guests, you know, these little tiny specks, you know, looking up at me. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really beautiful vibe. And then the church, like I said, was right next to St. Paul's Bay. So, you know, we had the beach on the left and there was like the mountains on the right. And it was just such a beautiful, you know, I don't know, Greek experience. That's the only way I can sort of explain it. Um, and yeah, so from there, we sort of like had the ceremony and that was probably about 45 minutes. And then Michael and I went and had photos together. Um, and then we had the reception at that, um, at Thimalindos, which was sort of set up, um, on the top of a mountain that also overlooked, um, one of the bays in Lindos. Um, and so, yeah, we sort of had the, you know, dinner and the party. And I think, I think we finished up at 4.30 in the morning, um, yeah, which, fun. um, yeah, it was, it's so much fun. Uh, I think my groomsmen ended up in the swimming pool at one point too. I'm, d- I'm sure that happened. <laughs> the boys, of um, course it did. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. No, it was a beautiful day. Oh, that's so good. And so because it, I mean, it, gosh, it sounds like everything was just really seamless, which is so, so magical because weddings can have hiccups and especially destination yeah. weddings. You just never know what you're going to get. Did you, was there anything in the journey or on the day that, um, was there any near misses or disasters or was, was it just the most magical day? I think there were there were like little things that happened during the day that, you know, nothing ever goes completely to plan. Yeah. But I think you're just so caught up in the moment and enjoying yourself that it, like things that you thought would matter sort of don't. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that happened, which was funny, um, was I forgot to buy a garter. Um, uh, yep. And so the night, yeah, the night before, I mean, I just didn't even think about it. Um, and my mum and her friend literally were like going through this Greek village and bought fishing line and like material oh. and they were up till <laughs> two in the morning sewing. Yeah, they sewed this garter, um, which, you know, I've kept. I think it will become a bit of a family heirloom. Uh, Your mum sounds like the best. Everybody needs your mum planning a wedding. She's just... We call her mission control because she just, <laughs> like, gets shit done, you yes, know. She's yep. just the person you need in, like, uh, yeah. all those situations. Yeah. yeah. We all need um, a person So that like was, that. yeah, that was like a mini, a little mini disaster. Um, and then the marriage licensing was, yeah. could have been a big disaster, but um, we managed to avoid it, thankfully. Um, and like I said, you know, little things happen on the day, but you're so happy and just so in the moment that you don't, it doesn't even affect you. So, mm. yeah. I mean, I can't even remember what those little things were now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny, isn't it? Funny. So now that you are married, what's the best advice that you can give other couples who are, you know, in the middle of planning their own wedding? Um, number one, don't sweat the small stuff. Yep. Um, I would keep a spreadsheet of everything that you're planning, which I did. I love spreadsheets. Um, always get a second quote on prices, definitely. And I would just say enjoy the process of planning because the actual day goes so quickly and the lead up is such a beautiful part of the process too. Um, So I feel like just enjoy the planning part of it, you know, and try not to get too stressed. Um, And then in terms of just the day, because someone gave me this advice and it was the best advice ever, um, just take little moments during the day to step away with your husband and just like take in what's happening So like, I remember when we arrived at our venue, we just kind of stood at the top of the hill, looking down at our guests and like the view. And we just like, couldn't believe what was happening, but you just take those little moments, you know, because the day does go so quickly and you can just sort of be in the moment and enjoy it. Um, So that would be my biggest We recommend that to all our couples as well. I mean, it's amazing how quickly your day goes and how little time you actually have alone with the person you've just married. So it's so important to be able to step back and be like, you know what? Yeah, we did this, you know, like this is, it's incredible. You hope to only do it once. So (laughs) you got to enjoy the time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we've had quite a journey in our relationship, so you know, when you get to the point where you're getting married, you're just exactly. Yeah. So it was amazing. Oh, well, Georgia, thank you so much for taking us all the way to Greece and through your incredible wedding day. (laughs) Cannot wait to release this episode and your pictures because they were absolutely beautiful. So thank you for joining us. And um, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Nice to chat to you guys. (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.